What's going on, everybody? You've got the cardboard coaches here with your boy, Coach Go. And I am the cartel, and we are not in Chicago. Nope. Not even close, in fact. Um, but, but in my head, uh, what I do is I, I, I wake up and I high-five my imaginary IG pals, and then I pretend to walk around tables and I ask everyone what the best is they can do. So we, uh, I mean, we had a little bit of difficulty coming up with what we would talk about today, but in actuality, we did. Like it was, it's pretty simple, but it's not. I feel like everybody, everybody who's running a sports card podcast has no choice but to talk about the national in some capacity. It is, if you follow sports cards, either on YouTube, on Instagram, on TikTok, on whatever, on snail mail. You know, maybe you got a letter in from Beckett and PSA telling you that uh, they were going to be grading cards <laughs> national. They, Send uh, in your cards. Get your cards in. It's everywhere. It is absolutely everywhere. And um, to say that we are FOMOing is an understatement. Brendan, hold on. Wait, wait one sec. I'm just having an issue with this piece of cheese in this imaginary deep dish Pizza slice. Ah, okay. All right. That's Sorry. also what, what were you saying? Riddled, riddled my feet. You know what I mean? At the amount of deep dish pizzas I've seen from oh, man, the melty cheese collectors. Ooh, kind of crazy. Mm. Um. So today, naturally, gem mint crust. We are going to be diving in to the national. Um, how it feels to stay home during something like this. Some cool things we've seen. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the market and uh, hopefully you share some of our feelings about some of these things. So first off, I kind of want to talk about, uh, I mean, first of all, aside from FOMO, how do you feel turning on social media right now and, uh, you know, being kind of limited on what our experience is in the hobby at this current moment based on what everyone else is experiencing? It's a good way of putting it. It's like your right. hobby experience is on um, like a limited uh, budget of, of like, uh, like basically your, your access is limited. Your data is eliminated. It, it's, it's like your company has called you and said, you only have so much data because you're not Chicago. That's kind of what it feels like, right? And uh, you've got, you've got Yamwax giving out rookie cards of the stars. You've got Peter Pacman uh rapping and uh and doing his thing and you just want to be there you got donnie b collectibles winning shoes and running around showing off his card art a lot of cool stuff going on and, and it's it's even tougher when you are in the community and you've become friends and uh, uh close confidants of so many of these people on ig that are bringing forth the best content and also kind of helping you follow along like at the beginning of the week i just said you know what Peter Pacman and RPS are so uh, diligent about recording and documenting the experience that I was kind of living vicariously through him. And then all these other updates from, and that's the thing. It's it, these are, I'm really close with some of these people. And uh, of course we have yet to meet because we initially met each other during the lockdown, right? When a lot of people got on IG, I was never on, I was never a big fan of social media. It was basically by necessity and boredom. Uh, that I jumped in and met so many great people. 
and they are coming together uh, at, uh, at the big show, the big gathering. And uh, of course, you're going you're gonna to feel that, that sweet, sweet, painful FOMO when you're seeing what's going on. And of course, for me, it, 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 it elicits memories of going to big shows. And I think one of the things that new collectors will get out of this that aren't at the show is that you want to go to this show. You want to go to all these shows, all these events uh, for, for a million reasons. And uh, obviously, first chance we get, we're going to be doing that over here in Ontario. And uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to, after seeing what's going on and, and the, the fun people are having, I'm not going to, I'm not going to miss Chicago again, I don't think. How, how about you? Uh, I mean, obviously, it depends on like what's happening in life. I, so, oh, oh, come on. You, you got a whole year now to prep, man. Yeah, I know. So, uh, but, uh, so I, I actually want to dive into that. Um, but real quick, and I, hopefully it'll kind of blend into my response to Chicago next year. So I found watching all of the content um, and, you know, not necessarily trying to avoid it. I was like 50-50. Like I've dipped my toes in and I've watched, you know, a few vlogs and, I've been obviously following the people that I normally follow and seeing, you know, how the experience is. I know ultimate pastimes is absolutely fantastic. Follow on Instagram, really great guy. His motto is literally buy what you love or buy what you like, you know? So, um, I, it was pretty interesting. I do think though that I, the person that I am, I would be extremely overwhelmed with the amount of people. Like I am, for those of you who don't truly know me, I am an introvert. And I know that's crazy because, I mean, if you see me on social media, like I'm, I'm, I'm out there constantly talking, posting frequently. And, you know, you're on this podcast. You're listening to this podcast right this sec. Maybe even watching this podcast. The, you get the, to see, pe the pecs and abs are out there. And you get the to see must the mustache is out there. But <laughs> naturally, in order for me to, like, get my energy back, I need I need space. I need to tiny time um and that's just like the type of person i am i am definitely an introvert um i thoroughly enjoy hanging out with people i i love quality time with people but the amount of vendors the amount of people i mean like i was seeing footage of the some of the trade nights um in hotel lobbies in restaurant lobbies yep and i was like man even if I wanted to make a deal under those circumstances, I'm the type of person that I would be like in a corner. Like I would like, I'd be bringing like a few people with me to like a corner. I might like browse around, but it, there is no chance in hell that I would be able to like hack out five straight days of just talking to people. And ironically enough, I actually saw a few people. I think limestone sports cards is one that uh, really resonated with me. And um, he posted a story about how he went home early from the national. And, uh, and he was like, I, I don't really mind that I, you know, the, the last night uh, that I paid for the hotel is a wash and, you know, might've cost a little bit more money to like rebook my plane, but I'd rather be tired at home sleeping in my bed than tired in a different city where I just, I just want to like, I, I'm just, I'm done. Like I'm just too overwhelmed. Right. And it's not to take anything yeah. from the event because 
I mean, from what we've seen, it just, it looks fantastic, right? And it's anything, anything and everything that you've probably wanted in a sports card event, uh, memorabilia event in general. Um, great people, you know, it looks like fun. Everyone's ripping packs, buying stuff they like, forecasting investment opportunities. You're seeing a bunch of people, maybe you idolize celebrities, you know, like Steve Aoki's there, Ronaldinho, like there is so much stimulation that I, I just don't know if I'd be able to hack the, the full, you know, especially if you got there on the Wednesday or Thursday, man, like it is a lot. Well, just, just like uh, training the body, we may have to condition and train your mind, Brendan, before the uh, Canadian show season. Right. But no, what you're saying is legitimate and that's very truthful and honest and, uh, and open of you to share. Uh, because that's the reality. Like any segment of society, there's going to be a lot of different uh, mindsets and uh, mentalities that collectors, investors, dealers have. There are a lot of outgoing people. Um, Jeremy Lee is someone uh, at a show. When he's at a show, you're, you're going to bump into him. You're going to chat with him. You're going to have a great experience with him. He's a great guy. Uh, he has a booth set up at the National. He's given out stickers with his face on it. Okay. And he made the joke this morning that it would be awesome if someone slapped his face on like the back of a Volkswagen or something. And that's cool. Right. So he's, he's out there. He's an example of someone who's out there. You'll meet the occasional dealer who is like a turtle and it's difficult to get them to emerge from their shell. So you can even try to buy something from them. And as far as spectators go, like you said, a, a lot, a big segment of the hobby are introverted. I, I feel the same way. I, I am much like you, Brendan. Um, I tend to, it's kind of a social, uh, a, a social conditioning type of thing where um, I, can, I can get into a certain headspace in a large crowd, but I'm very resistant about getting there. But once I get there, it's all good. I feel like that is probably the predominant mentality. Yeah. I, I, I know Donnie of Donnie B Collectibles very well. We've had him on the show. I love the guy. I feel like he's probably the same way. Uh, he's, he's probably not like the, the the number one thing that he wants to necessarily do at any given moment. But if you put him up on stage, like an, at a comedy club, he shines, right? And I think I think that's what you may, I think a lot of people find that's what ends up happening when they have that anxiety. Lameem James posted several uh, uh, great memes regarding that concept of uh, of having the anxiety. Even Peter Pacman, right? He, he uh he posted a meme where he was packed up and ready to go. And then he's like, oh my God, I, I have to go. And, and th that resonates so hard with so many of us. So find solace in that, Brendan, that people feel the same way. Um, you know, find support in that. And then you'll, you'll only really know what it's like. See, I guess, I guess I have an advantage because even from a young age, I was attending card and comic shows. And dude, it's overwhelming. Uh, I, I mentioned the fizziness in the head that can happen once you're in that situation. I can only imagine how you'd be reacting. Number one, you'd already be, you'd already be in such a big throng of people. And then all of a sudden, Ron, Ron Jaljinho shows up and you would probably, your mustache would twirl on its own. So, yeah. you know, I, so. It's, uh, it's kind of, it's so funny. Like I just, my whole life have been like, let's say everyone at school was talking to like one chick. Like they would all just like drape themselves. <laughs> on one this already seems like a great example. I'd be the guy that just didn't give a shit. I'd be the right. guy that like, I was like, I'm not, I'm not going over. Like I yeah, just. Like, what, what is with the fascination? 
I was like, I'd be absolutely not. Like, yeah, she's hot, but like, I'm not going to be that person. You know, I'm not going to get in line, right? That mentality. Massive line at a booth. I'd be like, I am this. There you go. I'm the same way. I and honestly, and look, I'm going to put it out there right now. And uh, I feel like maybe this past week, I did dig into some criticisms when it comes to the concept of, you know, what a window licker is. I know it's not, it's not quite, shopper. it's not quite like a window shopper, a window oh, liquor, a window liquor is licking, uh, uh, the window between them and their favorite influencers and, and, uh, and, and folks in the hobby. Is this, is this and, like uh, a, is this like a term term? Is it like, Oh, that's, it's a, it's a, it's a real term. It's, it's a real derogatory. Term. Like it's derogatory. It's in the, I, in the, in the world to- of well, I have in, in to the, bleep this out in my editing process. No, 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 not at all. It's not. It's not. <laughs> it's, it's not that offensive, but it is a real world word in the world of celebrity. And the concept is, you know, glomming onto things and, um, you know, uh, certain certain organizations and people that have checkered histories but are now being put on a pedestal. And I look, I, I have zero interest in standing around at a booth of an IG influencer. I don't like, honestly, unless, unless they're like an actual friend of mine or like a cool um, guy or, you know, or, 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 like... or some, or someone who I've had experience with, yeah. like, I'm not going to make a beeline to get a photo of myself with Jeff Wilson. I was I'm just, about to say, I have no personal experience with the guy. I, from what I know about the guy, sorry, I'm not interested. He's not going to teach me anything that I don't know. I, I could probably teach him a thing or, or two, given that I've been in the hobby far longer than he has and have more knowledge of it. Uh, I don't have the money that he has to play around with. So I can tell you that I flipped 20,000 into 50,000, but I can flip $20 into $50 pretty quickly. Uh, but it's just a different world and I'm not interested. Um, you know, Steve Aoki is an interesting example because I actually, I, I find his music to be all right. And I generally like electronic music, not the same type of music. I probably wouldn't be beelining to meet the guy, quite frankly, just because he happens to share a hobby with me, but he does it in a vastly different way. Probably he's not into the I've sports. Actually, I've met him, eh? Steve Aoki, yeah, uh, uh, just independently before he was a card collector? At Bell, man. Bell. Well, there you go. Sure. Hey, yeah. man, listen, I, I spent some time with Cascades to throw nice. some, to drop some names back, back in the day. Nice. Uh, DJs are wonderful, but... Yeah. Um, as far as in the, in the card hobby, I know who I want to make a beeline to. I want to make a beeline to so many of these people that we've talked to on our show and that I follow on IG that don't have 20, 30, 40, 50,000 followers necessarily. Those are the people I most look forward to, to meeting. Uh, I have no interest in, in you don't want to, you don't want to follow someone around and see what they're buying all on the whole yeah, man. Like, give me, give me a break. And it, it's a, it's a world I'm, I'm not involved in. So many collectors are not involved in that world. I understand that we like content that involves $50,000 cards. Yeah. It's, it, 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 it's, it's not a world I'm in and it's not even necessarily relevant to my world. If, if, if a LeBron sells for a million dollars, that probably doesn't have much impact, quite frankly, on the markets that I follow, like hockey and baseball, uh, cards in general, you can make this argument, right? You hear this all the time. Oh, okay. If it's a big sale, I, I, I don't, I don't know that it's true because the people that are involved in million dollar purchases, it is a different world. It's a completely different world. Is it good to have cards in the news? Sure. But when cards weren't in the news all the time, the stuff that I was focusing on was, was selling and, and, and behaving in the market the same way it is now, right? Someone gets traded, it bumps up. Someone plays well, it bumps up. 
it's a rare card that's numbered. It, it, a, a low numbered Alexandro Ovechkin is as popular now as it was five years ago. I don't think it's affected by the sale of a, of a million dollar Mickey Mantle card. So all that stuff is interesting, intriguing. I find it to be background noise. This is why I think I'd be able to navigate a, a big show like the national really well, because I would not be distracted by that sort of thing. Um, and I can just, uh, you know, there's terminators out there. Like the people that you mentioned that left early, they, they had, they basically assigned themselves some jobs. Like a this game is what plan. I think. Yeah. Game plan. Right? You know, game, game plan. plan. So key. And then you can save money that way. You don't have to stick around the whole time. You don't have to blow your entire bankroll, you know, like just, that's, just yeah, that's, that's overhead. But then I know people who make a, like a, a, a bigger thing out of it in terms of a vacation. Like you go out there, it's not just that you're going out there to buy and sell cards. You're meeting people, you're going out to restaurants, you're seeing sites. This is another reason why Peter Pacman was solid in that respect. Uh, we, we saw him checking out. Uh, I don't know. I don't know exactly where it was. Maybe it was at the national or maybe it was somewhere else in Chicago. Maybe it was a Chicago hall of fame or something. I got to look at it again, but he was showing us some really cool uh, basketball relics and, and all sorts of interesting stuff outside of the, of the national. Um, and it also looked like he got a, He got himself uh, into um, certain after parties that maybe were a bit more exclusive. So you got to be able to take a look at that as well. Oh. But um but yeah, there, there was a lot of talk about, you know, um, how much time you're spending there. I found like, for example, with the expo, the, the three days, it's enough. By the third day, you've really kind of had enough, but you can kind of relax on the third day, have more conversations and be a little bit more laid back. That first day, you kind of feel a bit of anxiety to get certain things done. Um, you know, like if you have a, I have a checklist of breaking something in the upper deck pavilion getting the, getting the, you know, the promo packs that they hand out, uh, opening some of the new product that's available. Then maybe you've got, you've got your, a, maybe you've got a PSA like submission. You know what I mean? Like, well, it, and in the case of the expo, it was yeah. always visiting the Beckett booth as early yeah. as possible to try yeah. to get some raw card grading in yeah. PSA did show up last time though. So I would assume that they'd be here I mean, yeah. coming as well. Um, but it looks like a lot of people were grading with PSA. Beckett was there as well, right? I saw Donnie B getting some uh, uh, art cards slabbed up, which was cool. The yeah. um, I so as a result of the whole national happening, I found myself just on absolute rampages this weekend. I mean, rampages. throughout throughout the week, and and by rampage, oh, you were uh, you were breaking some products. I was not only breaking product, I was buying product. I joined it my first uh, break in a pulling, while. You were pulling some Ronaldo heat. I uh, I pulled some Ronaldo heat. I also pulled a PC card, which is just absolutely gigantic in my opinion. But uh, we'll see. There's one posted that I need. Uh, a comp for and then and then we can see how crazy it actually is but um yeah i definitely fomo uh, i didn't fomo and like just blow any sort of budget i had but i definitely found myself uh when i was at my local card shop i mean wait, like trying to get that same i mean that same interaction you know like that same like let's talk hobby let's um enjoy the hobby you know like I uh, wanted to rip and uh, we talked a little bit about getting a trade night going. And yep. since this is where I, I, which, which is a great concept that was derailed by 
COVID. Right? So that's this is actually what ties in perfectly to like having options available, right? So uh, I was notified by the, and again, I'll shout out Relics because Relics is uh, it's my local card shop. It's, Listen, know, at, at this point, we gotta we gotta chat with these boys, talk to them a little bit about sponsorships and things you ever like wanna that. We could be me, wearing we could be wearing Relics T-shirts. I'm just you ever want to see me on a Saturday afternoon? Chances are I'll probably be at Relics. <laughs> and, um, you're, you're in trouble now buddy yeah i know that's okay it's all good uh i'm always out to hang out but um i digress so until there are more solid parameters in place there is no it's very hard to get a big large gathering solidified and specifically one that it takes some planning and much less, I mean, potentially indoors. Like if you're listening from the States, from, I know we've got, you know, a few people, we've got a person in China. We've got some people globally listening to this podcast and our regulations here in Toronto, Canada <laughs> have just been lifted to the point where we can go get our haircuts just to put things into perspective. Okay. Yeah. Just been lifted, probably two weeks ago. We can finally indoor dine. I think everyone needs to be at the same household or some. Yeah, it's like at a certain capacity. Something like that. I think it's like six people per table. So mm-hmm. getting a trade night going is quite difficult. So again, our, our hobby um, experience is very limited to essentially the screens, limited to, to what we get to watch. And, and so we are living vicariously through this, this experience. Um, and uh, it's, you know, it's kind of unfortunate, to be honest. Like, I really, like I said, I, I went there and I really wanted to instantly get a trade night going, you know, like maybe not 20,000 people like that, like that at the national, maybe I'd be happy with 50 people, 20 people, just any amount of people together, you know, bringing some of the stuff that they don't want. And it's funny because I made a trade this week for that PC card that I mentioned. And let me tell you, it was a lot easier to make a damn deal. It was so much easier. And I'm like, wow. Like, I mean, this deal was done via trade. A great person I happened to meet um, on Instagram. And, um, you know, we talked for quite some time before we solidified the deal. And I had what he wanted and he had what I wanted. But uh, it just, having a, trades makes making deals so much easier. It's not just, like, cause I find when I'm searching for something I want, although eBay and, and all these other sites, you might be able to get good deals occasionally, but I find the process towards the end, kind of boring, to be honest. Like oh, when you say that's just because you're also building up connections and relationships. Exactly. Like versus just, you know, you can set a timer on your phone for like, 10 minutes before the end of, of an auction and then you sit there and you wait and this is a card that you've been looking for looking at for like three days do you know what i mean and then you get to the end and sometimes you get it sometimes you don't and then you do it all over again right and like as much i do love getting those cards and holding those cards and but again even that process the shipping process you know, when you purchase a card from it, like the entire experience is just delayed versus yeah. that instant gratification you get from like seeing something you want, making a deal with a, a, a person who you've just connected with 
and having that card with you when you leave. Well, every, everything you're describing is why I think we are going to see a very positive movement in, in not only having more shows, but better shows. Um, if we weren't derailed the way we were in this province, there, there would be trade nights were growing stronger before that happened. Uh, over at, uh, at 401 Games, they had the same deal. It was every Tuesday or eventually it was every Thursday. But, um, and there were, there, were good, uh, there were good turnouts. And it was uh, always a decent time. If, if, a, if a shop, and it's so easy these days for a lot of these shops to uh, get, uh, get promotions going with either Upper Deck or Panini, it benefits everyone involved. And uh, people love, you know, trivia nights uh, or just even having a raffle or anything like that while people are trading and chatting. Um, it's super important. And I think uh, obviously it's, it's going to be a slow process for us over here, but in the States and in other parts of the world, you're going to see that growing. And um, everyone who didn't go to Chicago, who's been checking it out, like we have a hundred percent, they're going to want to go. Yeah. Um, and they're going to they're going to see the best things being solidified in front of them. And that's what they'll focus on instead of any of the uh, anxiety or look at the end of the day. It's also for I mean, look, for us, it would be a big financial effort yeah. to do it right. And um, it wouldn't be a very it's not the greatest business proposition. Yeah. So you have to look at it more as enjoyment and, and an experience and you can line it up that way. Right. So uh, that's uh, that's something I think that we'll see is a lot of people will see what what went on at the national and they they want to have that experience. Maybe they want to have it in their own hometown and then they figure out themselves. We've seen collectors and people on IG start their own shows, promoting their own shows. I, I encourage people to do that. Look into that sort of thing. Um, give people options. I know that in a lot of areas, it ends up being monopolized by one or two people. And you yeah. see the same type of thing. And if you don't like some of the things that they're doing, tough luck because it's your only option. Yeah. Let's 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 create some options. Let's uh, let's encourage um, let's encourage anyone who has that thought. Let's help them out and encourage them because uh, you want to have options when it comes to that sort of thing. You want the right people running things. You want good people representing the hobby. That's one of the big things I wanted to mention about the national is a lot of our best representatives stepped up. And I kept a close eye on it. Their followings increased um, because they put themselves out there and they put out such beautiful content um, and just such positivity. So again, I, not like we haven't said their names enough. People like Yamwax, people like Peter Pac-Man, so positive for the hobby when there's so many people at the top, unfortunately, that are not a net positive for the hobby. They're, they are only in it for themselves. There's so much junk attached to them. And it breaks my heart when I see good people in the hobby attaching themselves to them just because of financial reasons or, or power or window licking, as I mentioned, just to bring it on back. Um, we really need to identify and support and focus on the good ones uh, in the hobby because and it just kills me every time I see someone posting like, hey, I'm at this company's table. I don't even want to say their name. I don't even want to say their name. Honestly, I don't want to ruin my day. But, you know, it's someone that I like heading over to this booth of someone that has just done nothing but damage and hurt people. And it's just because they got a big logo and a big name and 40,000 followers, which we've already gone over. If you want 40,000 followers, there's a few ways to go about doing it. And there's some ways you can do it that doesn't involve being a good person or having it happen 
organically, right? So, um, there, Brendan, we, okay. we can't have we can't have a cardboard coaches without me ranting. No, of course not. Um, so, given all the craziness of the national, the people we've seen, the amount of people we've seen. Honestly, I saw a lot of kids there. Like from what I saw, um, there was a quite prominent twelve-year-old there who was actually. Uh, interviewed by uh, 1.37 p.m. Card Talk Pod. His name is Cruises Card Stop, I believe, on Instagram. I guess I'll, find, I'll put it in the description, but this kid is, uh, he looks like the truth. He's like 12 years old, wheeling and dealing. And, uh, you know, it just segues perfectly into who in the hell said that the market was dead? Who said that? Who? I dare you. Who? Because... It, a lot just of annoying ridic- people. <laughs> just ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. You know, because if so, if people love something, it's not going to die. It won't die. It will not. Maybe, maybe some of the things that you were doing before need to change. And this is something that you and I have talked about. Bingo. Extensively. Bingo. Maybe, just maybe you won't be able to buy raw and send it into grading and then flip it for. 10x 20x in two three months you know maybe the money's not quite as lucrative and as quick but that's okay because all we're doing is weeding out the people who actually don't give a shit and it's a lot harder to make plays now as we've seen by a few people who would just call out a card and inevitably it would go up because everything was going up and now you're seeing if people are making money right now then these people are the ones you should be listening. I mean, not necessarily the yeah, money. Sure, sure. Advantage now goes to people who truly understand the market after several years, who truly understand the sport that they're interested in, right? Who or truly or who bought things that not everyone else was buying. Because guess what? If everyone owns the stuff that you own right now, then it's impossible to flip supply and demand. Like, right. who's going to demand it now if everybody right. has it? So all those, even, all those yeah. cards that were being pumped, all of them, the ones they're all down, all like I mean, like ninety. By the way, them down. And by the way, even then, those cards that are down, those base cards that get derided, they still sell in massive amounts. All you got to do is go on eBay. You'll see that they are much lower, but they sell, sell, sell. They get. I couldn't agree more. Hits. And that's the thing. You don't. I don't want to uh, tell those people not not to buy that, and oh. I don't want to tell them what to do at all. But as far as your own strategy goes. You say to yourself, okay, I don't want to be involved in these base cards that have high populations. Perfect. You're going to have to move on to something else, right? That's what you're saying. And, um, and then you just, you just see how every element still has so much, the word demand, right? It doesn't necessarily mean like something is incredibly rare and valuable. It just means that there is a demand Um, across the board. We saw a record card art sale. Yes. Buy a card killer at the national for $2,500. Those have you, have you seen a card killer card? Have beautiful. you held one in your hand? They're beautiful. Beautiful. They are the result of hours of work. They are the result of incredible creativity. If everyone could do it, they would be, and they're not. Um, LJ collectibles or LJ sports cards, who uh, is another creator who is showing off some of his stuff. I've always been a fan of his as well. Uh, card art, we've always supported it. We've had Donnie be on the show. That's huge. Okay. They're getting now legitimate recognition because you, why not? You have this crossover in sports, arts, 
and the hobby. And beyond that, you just like I've been telling people, eBay is right now just humming along, okay? It's humming along and it's doing quite well, especially when you have stuff that not everyone else has, like you mentioned. Speaking of which, I think we should take the time real quickly to talk about that new eBay update, bro. With the uh, the the data analysis, the data analysis, which I still I don't know, because here's the thing, I'm still living in 1994, but I've tried to access this. I no, can't no, no, it's because you and I live in Canada, my friend. That's what it is, right? They sent the email, and then it sends you on this like yeah. this like yeah. labyrinthian search, and I'm clicking this and yeah. that, and I'm like, where is it? Because yeah, no, no, you and I live in Canada, so it's well, that's not what available it be, in Canada yet. Okay. Uh, you can't cheat the system and go through ebay.com. It's for some reason, I don't think it's, it still doesn't work for me. And we ever suck, eh? But uh, yeah, no, of course, it, that was only a matter of time. All the data's there. But they that's again, to- exactly, exactly. So why would another third-party app be the one providing uh, right. comps from eBay when eBay sells them and then it can uh, create the data? So this is actually really promising, I think. And that's kind of why I want to jump into it. Because if they find a way to eliminate these, the shill bids like from the, the, the search history, and now that they're, they're getting consistent, I mean, they have to see these things, right? Like, right. and how it well, impacts. Yeah. I, I, honestly, I would like to believe that eBay's in this and knows that, like, first of all, all the, the moves that they're making right now seem like they're collectibles. Like, they want to like market the fact that they are they sell collectibles like yeah they sell random shit but they are trying to but they really want to focus on the shoes really focus on the collectibles market because that's where they see their their biggest opportunity okay because like if someone's buying a trucker hat like a random vintage trucker hat i'm sure that they don't give a shit about the last comp so that like to be honest you know what i mean like it's just kind of whatever but and so because of that i do want to believe that they are going to start finding these ways to make it better. I mean, we've seen it over the course of the last little bit. Like, like it is getting better. Like, even the, 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 the direct deposit was, like, something that we were like, ah, I don't really know. But now they just they take, like, their chunk right off the bat, and then they don't just – they don't take you – they don't bill you at the end of the month anymore. Do you know Which what I mean? Is nice. Which is very it's nice. So much nicer. So much nicer, right? Because, like, you don't have to – worry about okay how much are they going to take out of my my paypal account at the end of the month um so we we become a little resistant to change but like i honestly feel like this this one i think they're in it to continue to get better and um because they recognize how impactful that the collectibles market is on their their business now you know for the past year they were also letting you know whenever you listed an item they gave you like an average so they were they were working on this quite clearly that's what i mean and uh what i think is most interesting about that though is the portfolio aspect i and and it's something that um psa has an app that honestly i'm gonna go out and say it's a pretty big failure like aside from from checking the barcodes like psa actually has like a collectible like version of their app where I've tried to use and it'll give you like um, a PSA comp. Like, so it'll, all the cards you have, it'll track the like that you own the cards, but it'll give you like a numeric value associated with that. But that numeric value changes so frequently because as we've seen, the card market changes so frequently. And so it, it really never updates 
And so I find that it, if you have your portfolio and you see like that green line, the green trend line, you yeah. know what I mean? Like the plus, plus 3%, plus 4%. Yeah. I truly feel like that's going to be pretty damn, I mean, at least for me, I'm going to be hyped up. I'm going to be really hyped up. Absolutely. It will, you know what I mean? It will provide that, uh, that sensory hit, you know? And, I mean, I think that's what a lot of us are missing right now. And like, yeah, you can go on like Starstock and but like keeping it where you sell your stuff and it directly updates. Like I, I personally would like to know what, and I'm sure you would too, approximately, yeah. you know, a number. Like what am I, what is my stuff worth right now? You know, you did mention some of these auction houses and you created some anxiety in me because it just made me realize how tight some of these companies are with eBay. And look, everyone, if you can pump up a price, everyone benefits, right? Because eBay is happy to see that price go up. The seller is going to pay a higher fee. Um, people are going to be able to resell their cards higher. So there is a lot of space still for manipulation. There's the word, quote unquote. But I'll try to brush that anxiety aside. Everything that you're saying that's positive about that is correct. Uh, and that's awesome. I mean, like for me, again, being an old guy who's been doing this for a while, using completed auctions, just looking at trends. You know, I, I have a process. I'm always going to stick with it regardless of the app available to me or the data set available to me. I'm going to check completed auctions on, on a site like 130 point or something like that. Yeah. I'm going to look at, I'm look, I'm going to look at what's currently available and, and at what price or if it's up for auction or if it's buy it now. I'm always going to have a system that I always use myself regardless, yeah. right? But that's going to come in handy. That's going to be very attractive to new people in the market and in collecting, for sure. I would agree. But uh, yeah, and, and eBay senses big things are popping, which they are. Things are, things, are, things are going well. People are still out there selling cards. Yes, if, if you're just sitting on a bunch of base prism, maybe you're not having as much fun right now. And it's probably a huge bummer. Uh, I, I don't know how to speak on that properly because I can't sit here and feel a ton of sympathy. Uh, I, I've, you know, been telling people for a long time, once you get into something like this and there's money involved, try to find the right people to listen to, try to make the right plays, do the research. But those people were also the people- Pop that, into something that you don't know about. This but, goes for anything, right? It goes for anything. Those people were also the ones making the most money, like- for And a, that's the thing. And they're probably perplexed now. What happened? I don't get for it. For a year. You know you what know? I mean? Like, we had a system- I had uh, to sit there and watch. I had to up. sit there and watch. Like, yeah. I mean, base or not. I mean, maybe, yeah, base like Cam Reddish sold for like 190 bucks. And I'm like, yeah. what's happening? What's happening here? Like, I, I don't. That era, I mean, and again, that era is also a function of the fact that there's people from that era who are now a year or two into the hobby and maybe are smarter about it. Um, so everything changes. Everything's been, the landscape changed a little bit. People are having to become very creative. You might like the, the, the grading thing is a big thing. It's still going on right now. You still can't submit at a decent level for Beckett or PSA. We saw our friend Brian over at Rocky Mountain Baseball Cards uh, send some stuff off to SGC. And it was the perfect stuff to send off to SGC because have you seen comps? If you're holding a Chrome, uh, like a, a Chrome anniversary Otani, you're not going to PSA express that. Um, so why not, if you, if you, if it looks like it's in great shape, maybe you're going to get a gold label 10 or just a 10 from SGC, go for it. That's the play. And man, he, he, he might want to have SGC contact him for a sponsorship because he was very favorable to them about how quickly. Well, they, they were, it was, to, it was, it was, it was like 11. That's, 11, that's the thing a company 11 needs days, I think 
like yeah. business days, but still like that's crazy. That's, yeah. That's, that's what they want to be doing right now during this period of opportunity. They want to be showing off their chops. And how, if you look at comms, they're, they're like a 60, 70% of a PSA 10, which like I'll take 70% of a PSA 10. Like, Absolutely. And because especially the bump up from raw, which is like 50 bucks to like a SGT 10, which is like 700 or like 400 or 500. I mean, I, I'm giving you rough, rough estimates right now, but like that, that bump up is so great that I would gladly take 70% of a PSA 10 to get that card in a slab so that it's way more liquid and, and I have way more buying power. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. It's a smart play. And uh, that's a perfect example of just being uh creative and uh and uh looking outside of the the box that 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 we tend to find ourselves in or we convince ourselves that we're in i did get back a p a very small psa sub that i'd submitted through the ball card exchange over in indiana a while ago like this took some time uh via psa that, that, that's the only that's the only company in this that created that that issue and, uh, and a lot of it was vintage hockey, which was interesting because I hadn't submitted that in a while. Certainly not in this quote-unquote modern era. And every card got exactly what I thought it was going to get, which is, which is good, which is a good thing. That I is think. good. They were all 80s Gretzky cards. The ones that I thought were going to get an 8 got an 8. Um, they were generally very high-end but off-centered. One of them got a 9. And uh, yeah, got, got what I expected. So that was, uh, that was pleasant to see. Uh, but of course, the, the big... Uh, you know, the big reveal for us is still down the line with our big value submissions. Where I would say it's probably like three months minimum, I think. Likely. Yeah. yeah. And then you got to wonder when uh, PSA opens up to, uh, uh, to other submissions other than... Well, imagine the ones that we sent in like March and April. Like when are those things coming back? Right. <laughs> yeah. And it's, such, and it's such a different world too. You know what I mean? of our mindsets when we set stuff out there yeah yeah absolutely uh now uh brendan let's uh quickly segue if you don't mind to uh the gym and taking care of ourselves okay. and one and i gotta be careful here speaking of taking care because i love i love the hobby i love the people in the hobby for the most part um brendan did you notice did you notice in some of the videos uh, regarding the national. Um, I don't want to be too tough on people because we have all been in a lockdown and probably in the worst space in our life. Coach Co is shaking Ooh. his head right now. <laughs> Coach Co is shaking his head right now. But there is a big opportunity right now, folks. There's a big opportunity to start taking care of yourself. And maybe the people I need to be speaking to the most are the ones that have made the most money in the last couple of years in the hobby. Because if you like making money, and if you like benefiting, how about benefiting your health and your body and investing in yourself and not just your collection? So maybe you get where I'm going with this. And that means putting a little bit of money perhaps into a gym membership, into eating better. That, that, that's, that's a financial issue, right? You'll probably save some money, by the way. Less deep dish pizza and McDonald's actually winds up sometimes being cheaper. McDonald's is pretty cheap though, bro. That's true. That's true. But you know, you know what I mean? Like Uber Eats is not cheap. No, 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 no. That's some of, some of the indulgences that we get into are not cheap. You know, I might, I might just start boycotting Uber Eats and it, and like no disrespect, 
but it's just, I have as of this month I have yeah uh, out of pure Ooh. necessity it's Ooh. not good for your body and it's not good for your wallet yeah and and uh it's just man it's just the convenience and convenience is what's going to result in a body that you're probably not thrilled with in a body that is not functioning like you want it to um how about this? Instead of focusing on the visual, because I, I, I don't, I don't want to do that. It is a very negative thing to do. And we've all, all of us have been there in oh, one yeah. way or the other, or we have friends that are in that situation. I mean, I had, I had a rough little beginning of the quarantine, you know, like I, uh, before, before you find what works for you and, you know, before you pull yourself out of uh, like whatever headspace that you're in and decide to put yourself first, like, I mean, it it just may, reminding someone that they're not doing what they're supposed to do is is just not they're not just not going to be receptive. You know what I mean? Like yeah. But what about this? Uh, as far as some other markers go beyond the visual, Let's do it. Ask yourself this: if you were attending the show, or just in general in life, forget the show, and you find that after standing for more than five ten minutes, your back hurts. Perfect. How's that? How, how's that? Just for one really good example perfect example especially if you're under the age of 50 which the majority of us are i'm pretty sure in terms of who i follow and me and who's in the hobby you have a problem that's a problem and you can tackle it and you can fix it and by fixing it you're not doing me a favor you're not you're not doing the world a favor you're doing yourself the biggest favor because you're going to feel awesome you're going to be able to attend a card show in the future and you'll be able to be there all day long and you'll never be distracted by back pain. Ah, oh, maybe I just want to get this deal done because I'm standing here and I'm embarrassed and there's all these people around me. Let's just get this deal done. Ah, oh, it wasn't the best deal. I should have asked for more. Maybe I should have asked for less. I don't know what it is. I just wanted to get it over with because my back hurt. Okay, I'm trying to throw you into that position if I can. And uh, you're, you're just going to feel better and, and you'll be clearer minded. And... Uh, it's just so hard to explain, you know, when, you, when you're to, to, to someone on the outside, but when you've got a routine going and you're taking care of yourself and you're not overweight, you're not carrying the extra weight with you, that is affecting you on so many levels, both mentally and physically. It's just such a great feeling and you will be more successful in everything else that you do because you will be more confident, pain-free, clearer minded. You will make better moves. You'll be more proud of your moves. You'll be more proud of yourself. I just can't put that out there enough, you know? And it's, it's and definitely. I do it in a way that's, I'm trying to do it in a way. Yeah, no, no. I mean, it's definitely, it's, it's definitely heartfelt, right? But it's, uh, it is cra- kind of crazy. Like, and I'm, I'm not, it's, uh, I've had people who like start, you know, working out in the boot camp, and they're like, three months later, they're like, I've never seen results like this. And I'm like, it doesn't. Very little, ironically enough, and I'm 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 gonna go here, go ahead here and say like it's not necessarily me. Like I mean, it is like I mean I give you accountability and I make sure you're doing the exercises correctly, and um, like I make sure that the programming is is correct. But ultimately, you found consistency not just through um, working out. But like, because you started to feel better when you're working out, now all of a sudden you're going for walks on your own. Uh, now all of a sudden you're eating out less. You're, um, there are less hangover, like hangover pictures in the morning. And like, as a, re- as a result, you're ordering less junk food the next day. And, you know, maybe you're 
smoking weed less and this is why you know like and now instead of just to like escape it's like to just i don't know chill out and you know what i mean like absolutely there are so many different things that come with feeling better and and ironically the other way also applies so like when you feel like crap you're gonna keep doing things that like make you feel worse to be honest like you you don't sleep well guess what you're gonna have an energy drink the next day and then that's gonna make you crash and then because you crash you're gonna crave crappy food and then yes it is a cycle you're gonna be less motivated to work out it's the cycles go both ways right yes make make the good cycle get out of the bad cycle and and a cycle propagates itself so you get you got to get the wheel going you start to turn the crank and it becomes much easier. Brendan will tell you that. I'll tell you that. Our clients will tell you that. Anyone we know who works out regularly will tell you that. Get the crank going. Crank it. Crank yeah. it. Wheel just, starts turning. It, takes one, and all it takes is your first step. Like literally just your first step. You just got to, whether it be, and I, it's funny, I made a post yesterday. So this ties in perfectly. When I was uh, an adolescent, and by adolescent, I mean like, like I was like from eight to 11 12 and I feel juvenile like delinquent when you're a kid that those those can be like the longest years of your life like especially sure. if you're not happy as a kid like from 8 to 12 i would say i was a very unhappy kid and uh one of the reasons why i was unhappy is because like i had no self-confidence i was like ch- like more than chubby let's just say that like i don't want to call myself fat because i mean again um, but like I was, I was a heavy kid. I was probably, I probably weighed just shy of what I weigh right now when I was like 10 or 11, you know what I mean? And like significantly shorter, but I would, I mean, my parents, we would get fast food because like, that's like the only thing that I would eat. You know what I mean? Like there was, so I made a decision when I was 12 or 13 to stop drinking pop. That was what I was like. I was like, this is what I'm going to tie this whole thing too. I was like, I'm going to stop drinking pop because I, up until that point, I didn't drink any water. Like, and I mean, any water. I didn't like, didn't like the taste of water. And what I really didn't like is that, you know, something that typically gave me some form of a hit in like drinking was actually now just like, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you, you were also, you were addicted to sugar. Like, so yeah, else. yeah, for sure. Right. Um, and so I just stopped drinking pop and all of a sudden I probably lost like 20, 30 pounds over the course of like six months. And that's literally like, that's the only thing I consciously said I was going to continue to do. And then all of a sudden I started trying out for like the cross country team and playing school sports for intramurals. And then I'll like, and and I didn't seek, I I didn't start the process saying I'm going to I want to look great so that I can get girls and, and play sports. Right. Like, I mean, I'm sure every kid that might be the dream, but I didn't go into it with that. I just, I knew I felt like crap and I, I was like, where do I start? It's so overwhelming. I just started with pop and you know, you can start with pop and it, it might seem, yes. insignific- it might seem insignificant. Maybe you have a muffin in the morning instead of a regular breakfast. You know, eliminate that muffin, have a regular breakfast. I promise you, you'll be surprised at that little lifestyle change and how all of a sudden the rest of your day just changes. And then all of a sudden your week changes. Compound interest is a thing, people. And some of the favorite people that you, you follow in sports cards, a lot of them 
maybe they didn't just start with money. Like they had to build up to this collection. Do you know what I mean? Some of them. (laughs) As I I said, that's okay. A lot of these people had to build up to their collections. Even those like the flippers, you know what I mean? Even the flippers, if that's like something that you idolize, think about it. If those people didn't flip that small thing at the beginning, they would never end up with that LeBron, LeBron PSA 10 Chrome. Do you know what I mean? Like it's all those small little things that add up. All right. And if we can like it. that approach to sports cards and acquiring your grail, you can also use that approach to getting your own physical grail. You got it. And you want to feel. And you are going to enjoy your collection and the hobby a lot more. You know, it's it's just like anything in life. Everything that you build financially, family-wise, career-wise, you're gonna enjoy it more. If you're taking care of yourself and you're showing that level of respect to yourself to stay healthy, because you're not going to enjoy your cards if you're hospitalized. You're not going to enjoy your cards if you're stuck on a bed or a couch because your back hurts so badly and you lose three days. Like I, I can't imagine losing three days. I'm, I'm, I'm on the grind right now in my life. And I know you are too, Brendan. We're on the grind, right? We can't afford three days with a back injury or a knee injury. We can't afford uh, you know, having trouble breathing. We can't afford... Uh, you know, having a doctor tell us we need new, new medications or, or, or to, to do this drastic measure. You never want that. So start building it up now. Maybe look at the national as a, as, as, as a New Year's resolution so that next year, perhaps if you had difficulty even with travel, because look, extra weight. That's true, man. And, and That's joint true. issues yeah. affect the way, the ease of your travel and that whole experience. So tell yourself my goal is next year that it will be an easier experience. I'll be more pain-free. I'll feel better. I'll be able to walk around the hall better. I'll be able to last longer with more stamina and less back pain. Things, things like this. I just, I love the concept that if we take care of ourselves, we're also saying something about the hobby. The hobby takes so much disrespect. And in a way, sometimes we all get a little involved in it. Yes, I chuckle and I laugh when I see Marco Barrier, Octane Collectibles, I'm shouting that guy out for the first time here, um, putting up posts about, you know, the smells, uh, you know, the, the, how many of those did we need? You know, like smell, smelly, uh, not that I'm saying, look, I appreciate a good meme. I'm not, I'm not trying to get on anyone here, but how many, you know, how many times did we have to be reminded that there was going to be smells? We talked about it on our show. It yeah, is a real yeah. thing. I've been affected by it. Um, but man, it gets into this level of, um, we are making fun of ourselves and the hobby. And what about like, how about we just become this, you know, a, 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 an army of fit, healthy people so that when people look in on that, they say, okay, these hobbyists are, are, are people that take care of themselves. Uh, and then we start getting away from the negative associations where it's like, oh man, baseball card show, you know, back in the nineties, there was an idea that that meant, you know, you were going to be mingling with some very questionable human beings. Greasy. Um, We're getting that respect on the financial level and getting outside people coming in to check it out. So let's represent to a degree, right? Ultimately, don't spend too much time taking care of something else unless you're going to take care of yourself first, you know? And if you're doing really well, if you still... And like you said, right now, it's the proof in the pudding. The people that are still doing really well right now, those, those are the guys, right? Because we, they, they made it over that little hurdle. Um, so if you are doing really well right now, what's your excuse to not take care of yourself? Take care of yourself. Especially if you, if you now have 
more financial ability to take care of yourself. Cause I, I definitely feel for those that don't right. Cause gym memberships are expensive. Getting personal training is, is expensive. Eating well can be expensive. If you have the means, you have no excuse here. Take care of yourself and treat, inspire others. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. Inspire the young generation, right? We, we want it. We always talk about that, getting the younger generation into the hobby. Let's represent in a way where they're like, this is a cool hobby full of cool people that take care of themselves uh, and are able to benefit from it in so many ways. Bro, are you quoting my, my Instagram pictures right now, man? Yeah, I'm on your I'm on your feed right now. Just I posted I posted one saying start idolizing people who for or for how they act and not what they have. I saw that one today, and it's it's uh, it's very important. It's it's sad that you have to remind people of that. I know we are, we are so lost in that, man. I agree. So lost in that, right? Uh, there's a lot of a lot of bad influences out there that are just behaving certain ways, you know. That that's that's got to be what's most important. Same in sports too, right? With our athletes, you know. Yeah, I don't know what's that's going on with the camera. Why, yeah, the, uh, you are right there. Oh, good. There you go. It's like Conor, Conor McGregor and MMA man. I really don't want him to be the face of that. I get what you mean. I get what you mean. Yeah, I really don't. You know. Yeah. There's there's much better representatives out there. So anyhow, I think we've covered the bases here. I think we've expressed our our feelings of uh, feeling left out. And ultimately, this is from a place of love, and it always is, team. You know that. You know we always we always want the best for you and the best for your loved ones. And and I mean, if we all care about ourselves and we care about each other, let me tell you, this hobby is going to continue to be an absolutely amazing place to be. Let the hobby grow. Let yourself grow. Spread your seed. Let yourself. Let yourself get better. <laughs> and uh, better and smarter and grow folks okay team i hope you had fun with this one and i hope you had uh a little bit of you know good feels despite some of you not attending the national have a wonderful rest of your day coach go out there's always the next one peace